the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So the Lord is speaking to us on Discover the Personal God. Know your God for yourself. Let's consider the scripture, James 5, 13 to 20. James 5, 13 to 20. Please consider that the Holy Spirit is the one talking here. Consider that God is the one talking here. And not just James the Apostle, a brother of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is saying, Is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Verse 17. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruits. What can we learn? What can we glean? From this scripture, verse 13, James 5, 13 says, Is any among you suffering? This is the Holy Spirit asking, Is any among you suffering? It's like, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? So the Holy Spirit is saying, Is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is any among you suffering? Let him pray. You can pray alone by yourself and for yourself. You can pray alone by yourself and for yourself. You can go to God directly. You don't need a pastor to pray for you. You don't need a prophet to pray for you. You don't need an apostle to pray for you. You don't need someone with a professional degree to pray for you. You can pray for yourself. So he says, is any among you suffering? Let him pray. You can pray alone for yourself, by yourself. And verse 14, James 5, 14 says, is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. It's also okay, it's scriptural, for you to ask church leaders, church, church elders to come and pray for you. That's, that's okay. That's okay. So, Pastor David is not saying, don't call me. <laughs> don't call me. Pray for yourself. No, of course. You should know how to pray for yourself. But you can also call Pastor David. But I ask that you call Pastor David to pray for you. Amen. But we go to people's houses to pray. You can come to your house to pray for you, to pray with you. James 5, 16a. Let's go to verse, verse 16, the first part of it. It says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So this is another one. So the first one is, let him pray. The second one is, Call some people to pray for you. Call the church elders to pray for you. Now this verse 16 says, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. This means you can also pray with others as in praying together, as in corporate prayer, as in congregational prayer. You can ask others, other members of the church, to pray with you, to pray for you. You pray for them. They pray for you. And this is not just some kind of superficial care or superficial connection or relationship. This is really a deep 
relationship, deep relationships amongst the believer. He said, confess your trespasses, confess your faults, confess your struggles, mm, those things you are dealing with. Share them with another brother, another sister, because you have come to develop a relationship with them, a close relationship with them. You know them personally, they know you personally, so you can share with them and you will pray with one another and Lord will heal you or take care of the situation. Amen. Mm. So again, we see you can pray by yourself for yourself. You can call for the elders of the church to pray for you. You can call for the members, other members of the church to pray for you and you can also pray for them. Congregational worship or prayer does not make for or replace personal worship time. Neither does personal worship time replace or make for congregational worship. What do, I mean? what do I mean by that? It means that the time you spend here does not mean you don't have to spend time on your own, in your own house, at your own time to read the scriptures, to pray. And the time that you spend at home reading the scriptures, praying, does not make for or replace the time that you spend with others to pray. I hope you understand that. One does not make for the other. They corroborate each other. They support each other. Amen. You need corporate fellowship, corporate worship. You also need personal time with God. There's a lot of personal time with God lacking amongst Christians. There's a lot for me to say about that, but the Lord is speaking to us on discover the personal God. Know your God for yourself. Discover the personal God. Know God for yourself. Know your God for yourself. The effectiveness or outcome or efficacy of prayer is not based on the title of the person praying, but on their fervency or earnestness in prayer rooted in their faith. Let me say that again. The effectiveness, outcome or efficacy of prayer is not based on the title of the person praying, but on their fervency or earnestness in prayer rooted in their faith. That is why the Holy Spirit says in that James 5, 16b, the second part of 16 says, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Not the effective, fervent prayer of a pastor avails much. Not the effective, fervent prayer of an apostle, of, of a prophet avails much. But a righteous man, a righteous person. If the fervent prayer of one righteous man produces great results. Can you imagine the outcome of the fervent prayers of many righteous persons? If just one righteous person prays and the result is great, you can imagine what would be the outcome of the fervent prayers of many righteous persons. Again, the Lord is speaking to us on discover the personal God, know God for yourself. Your personal relationship with God is primary, is primary. There is a level of confidence, trust, boldness, peace, or faith that comes with your personal knowledge of God. Your own knowledge and relationship with God. It's your own personal knowledge of the personal God that will sustain you in difficult times. Times when there is hardly anyone around. That's why the scripture says, those who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And Proverbs 24, 10 says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. 
If you faint in the day of adversity, it means your strength is small. Mm. Amen. The time of peace is time for you to persevere, to push, to work hard. So that what the scripture says also of not the time when you are young. It says it is good for a man, a young man, to bear the yoke in his youth. Say, bear the yoke in your youth. That also goes for a young girl. Amen. Bear the yoke in your youth. It means work hard when you are young. No, run around, do everything, serve God, do everything you need to do when you are when you have the strength to do it. Do it because the time is going to come when you're not going to have the strength to run around. It is good for a young man to bear the yoke in his youth. It's good for a young girl to bear the yoke in her youth. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's look at James 5 and see what more we can learn from James 5, 13 to 20. If we look at verses 13 and 14, James 5, 13 and 14, it says, Is anyone among you suffering? Is anyone cheerful? Is anyone sick? This is, again, the Holy Spirit talking. The Holy Spirit is asking, Is any among you suffering? It's like, okay, doesn't he know? Doesn't God know? But God is asking, Are you suffering? Are you cheerful? Are you sick? God cares. He cares how you feel. Mm, he cares how I feel. He cares how you feel. So he asks, is anyone cheerful? It's okay to be cheerful. If our God says what? Rejoice. And again I say rejoice. God wants us to rejoice, not just to have joy. Uh, you know the difference between just having joy and rejoicing? No. You can have joy and nobody sees it. It's in your heart. But when you rejoice, the joy comes out. When you celebrate the joy that is in you. So the Holy Spirit says, rejoice. And again, I say, rejoice. Show your joy. It's okay to show your joy. And the Holy Spirit is saying, is anyone cheerful? Sing psalms if you are cheerful. Show it. Rejoice. So God cares how you feel. God cares. He cares about what's going on in your life. So he asks, is anyone suffering? Is anyone sick? Say, what's going on in your life? He cares. He wants to know what's going on in your life as if he doesn't know. Because he wants you to bring it to him. God cares about your life. How you feel. And what's going on in your life. He wants, to, he wants you to tell him your struggles. He wants you to tell him your challenges, your difficulties, your problems, your afflictions. He wants you to tell him your discouragements, even your victories. God would like to hear them. Your success, your conquests, your excitements, your joys. God wants to know. He wants to know what is going on. He wants you to be personal with him. To get personal with him. Because he wants to get personal with you. He is the personal God. And he wants to know you personally. He wants you to know him personally. Why does God care about us? Why does God care about you? There are many, many, many reasons but the one I want to speak about is that God is a person. God is a person. Yes, God is a person. And though he is not human, he is humane. Though God is not human, he is humane. Which means God has and shows compassion. God is not a force. He is a spirit being with feelings, emotions, thoughts, des desires, pleasures, and displeasures. God is not a power. He is a person with power, absolute power. In 1 Peter 5, 7, cast your cares upon me, 
for I care for you. God cares and takes care. God cares and takes care. He takes care of his children. But much more personal and pertinent is this, that God cares for you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.